Hello, 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 my dancing unicorns. Welcome back to AG University Podcast. Today you are in for a treat. I have my girl Tatiana of the Bedside Podcast. She is joining me for an interview. This conversation, her podcast is all about manifestation, good sex, talking to sex experts in the industry, all about the energy of play and pleasure, which I feel like we all could use a little bit more space in our lives to hold these conversations. And I love taking a more spiritual lens to any type of sexual energy, because to me, I feel they're so intertwined. And Tatiana and I connected via Instagram. I went on her podcast and then we connected and I just fell in love with her. She's just so warm and she really embodies that feminine play energy in our conversation. I've learned so much from her. She speaks so eloquently and she's such a knowledgeable person on, you know, she's a sex expert on the topic of sex. And so I am really, really excited that she is joining us today. There's so much to learn from her. And also you guys got to check out her podcast. She has really, really good juicy, juicy stuff happening over there. But we wanted to talk about a daily pleasure practice and what that looks like to embody more pleasure in your life outside of a sexual capacity. We talk about it in both sexual and non-sexual that pleasure is something that we are here to experience, whether it's food or or sex or intimacy, whatever it is, we want it to be a pleasurable experience. And how can we sprinkle more of that magic into our life? And she does this so openly and freely. And she talks about monthly archetypes. And we talk about just questions to ask our partners in terms of sex. Like I always want these conversations, especially with people like Tatiana and her podcast and conversing with me. I always want these to be an opportunity for you to go to your partner and be like, I was just listening to this podcast and they were asking these questions. And now I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts? To give you guys an excuse almost to bring up these questions, because it is sometimes, even for me, still intimidating to talk about some of these topics with my partner, who I love and adore and I'm so close to. But, you know, sometimes it's it's nice to have a little segue. So you're like, I was listening to AG University podcast and this is what they were talking about. What are your thoughts? So use this as an invitation to deepen your intimacy conversations as well. And yeah, that's everything. I am um, currently, if you guys are catching me on YouTube, currently in my hotel, I've been bouncing all around. <laughs> I'm, I don't even know what's behind me. I just had um, some room service breakfast ordered to my room and then I'm headed to the airport. So I'm just bebopping all around. Um, she's in her play era. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for your continued support, your feedback on events. And also since this podcast has launched, I want you guys to know AG University has stayed in the top 20 on Apple Podcasts in spirituality. And that is because of you, you guys for sharing it, for tagging me, for posting me on your stories. I, it never ceases to amaze me. I still don't even know how it happened. And I just want to say thank you for being here. And I want to say a huge thank you to Tatiana for her energy and her wisdom and just her warmth and her friendship. And she gives me little gifts and, um, there's just so much, so much here and take notes. I love you guys. Class is in session. Let's freaking go, baby. Well, Tatiana, I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited. You guys know I love to talk all things sexy time, sex, sexual, play, pleasure, all of the things that I feel like we don't give enough time and space. Yep. So Tatiana is here today to be our guide, be our resource. <laughs> and I do want to set the stage for them really quick on the reading that I had before this. Yes. Because I think it, it's really just going to 
Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna hit, we got to tell him. I'm going to pass the baton okay, and you're perfect. just going to take off running. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'll do more of a solo episode on the reading and everything that went that went on. But last night I was laying in bed and I was like, I'm thinking about doing the Pilates class at yoga. You know, whenever I'm in LA, I'm like, I want to do something weird. Like Ariel, hang me upside down, tickle yep. my feet. Yep. I don't know, tantric yep. breathing, something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there, You can get some good classes out here. You don't know what, like, I mean, I feel like class pass out here. I haven't really perused it, but I'm like, there's... There's probably some good stuff There's, out there. It's wild stuff. It's a wild, it's wild terrain out here. Yeah, and I was like, I want to do something weird. Yeah. So I'm on class pass last night because I had a little bit of time this morning, and I was like, mm, it's just a little me time. I'm in LA. Why not? I'm yeah. gonna dabble. I find this place that's like in a Akashic Records based healing center, which. I, I was just telling everyone, like, I've only had my Akashic Records read once. Yeah. Like, it's it, there's few and far between to find people um, to really, like, connect with. And I'm just always curious, like, how do they do their practice? How do they use it? There's so many healing modalities. And also, I'm like, it's so niche, let alone the fact that this was just around the corner for me. Like, how divine is that? So divine. You guys, it was 0.2 miles from the Airbnb. <laughs> Okay. I literally walked outside You're and like twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I walked outside and was like, hello, <laughs> this is crazy. And she's like, if, she's like, have you ever had your Akashic records read? And I'm like, riddle me this. I have done a million readings, but I've only had mine read once. So she was like, cool. So the theme of my reading, there was a couple parts. Like I said, I'll do a solo episode on that later. But one of them was really, really integrating this word of pleasure and play in all areas of my life, particularly work. And I just listened to Tatiana's latest podcast episode, or one of her few recent ones, and it's all about having a pleasure practice. Yep. And that was my reading 45 minutes before she got here. And then she sat down and I'm like, hello, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> You're like, so we've been teed up. <laughs> we've been teed up. She is all she's all things pleasure and now baton over to well, you. Well, before I like fully take this and run with it, yes. what was your like w what around pleasure was she kind of like pulling out for you was she saying like you need to integrate this more into your life or you can use this as a tool like I'm, I'm curious what she kind of read for you yes she I wrote it down in my journal because there was a lot of themes that came up but it was particularly integrating pleasure more into the workspace of like getting these really juicy yummy ideas and then just like having that quick spontaneity which is like all in my human design this yep. like, urge to create so it was like allowing the urge and the pleasure to like kind of combine into this work of play and not getting so serious yes because my work is work yes it's how I make a living but I kind of shine when I'm in the energy of pleasure and play and but the masculine energy of me and the doer and the worker bee wants to like try to have a plan and a strategy yes. and structure yes but like what if we had strategy and structure and and scheduled time oh this is a play block because that feeds my business mm. right versus mm -hmm. seeing everything as work 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 then play she's like what if it's all play 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 I love that oh my god we are like cut from the same cloth because I feel like I've always struggled I've always kind of been a bit more in my hyper masculine like mm -hmm. I like a list I, I, I'm a doer I'm mm -hmm. a, like I'm a hyper creative but I see the way that when you bring more of a masculine structure to it, things get done. So coming into my feminine has been a huge practice for me. And like, mm. holy shit, do I feel like it's been so empowering the second I like kind of was like, oh, there's something really exciting here. Um, but I really, going to your concept of play and pleasure and how to really integrate that, first off, um, kind of doing a quick backtrack, yes. I really feel like 
and like kudos to my mama because every weekend growing up she would literally look to like me my brother even my dad she says it to this day she's like what are we gonna do like let's play like quote let's play Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I was brought up in this very like playful Mm -hmm. vibe and just like being always very like thrown into what my curiosities were and creating and developing things so I like I love that and I feel like I kind of have tried to always follow that but I'm with you where I kind of have kind of sometimes found myself getting steered from that because I'm like okay but I have output and I want to get things done Mm -hmm. but um I really believe that when we can tap into our pleasure like that is our absolute superpower I think it's Audre Lorde who says that our sexuality is our life force energy and I like take that to heart like the way that you express yourself in the bedroom is the same way that you're going to express yourself in the boardroom when you're meeting people in person when you're making connections when you're building relationships Mm. like that zest is coming from that I think we were talking a bit off air like that's coming from your womb space that's coming from that like deep level of desire that's within all of us so being able to cultivate that and create a practice around play and pleasure is like it literally lights me up like I I'm jazzed (laughs) I'm like juiced right now Well, and also we manifest from our womb space. I always tell people that because think about it. You literally can create a life in there, but we're also creating life right now. We're creating art. That's our sexual energy and our creative energy are just so juicy, yummy, intertwined. And so it's like you have to harness that and really like really tap in. And I feel like there's a lot of confusion or shame or you know we've 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 kind of tucked it away in these drawers 100 percent. like the way that we have culturally been raised around pleasure is like this super hyper sexualized narrative and i don't blame us for that because like that is just kind of like the way that our conditioning has been Mm -hmm. but we've also put it in such a box like we look at the word of pleasure as this like that it's only overtly sexual, that it's only like the way that like bodies come together. And to me, it's so, the definition of it is so broad. Like Mm -hmm. our pleasure is in the way that we get outside and the way that we move our bodies. I have, I did an episode that you were referencing, but it's all about how you can build a pleasure practice. And to me, that comes down to like creating rituals every day around what you desire and what's going to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And the best way I come back to it is the question of asking yourself, what is one thing that I can do for myself today? And as like a hyper doer, I'm going to like throw us in that category. <laughs> like as someone who's kind of, oh, and, and someone who's of service, like who's gives and creates content and like kind of shares what, you know, systems and, you know, you're reading the Akashic Records and sharing that with so many people, you know, you have to fill your cup first too. Mm-hmm. So asking yourself, what's one thing that I can do for myself today is like one of the most radical questions you can ask. And to me, it comes down to not even like, oh, I need to go do like a 60 minute like soul cycle class or something. It can, it can be as simple as like, you know what? I have five minutes. Like I'm actually just going to put my phone down. I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm just going to like chill or like, I'm going to go get myself an amazing drink down the street and then I'm going to like take a quick stroll and then come back and so it's always about like recalibrating and recentering and making sure that you're like filling your cup before you can like give it out to so many people so I'm sure this like this feels to me kind of like part of what that reader was reading for you just like fill your cup and like create out of this this authentic space of desire and and get lost in it too like I love getting into this flow state of creativity and just being like oh whoa it's been it's been hours like the sun is down like where are we (laughs) that is that is like that is my 
true north. That is yeah. what I look for. Like when you're a kid and you just lose track of time doing yeah. things. Like as an adult, if you can find a hobby, anything in your life, doesn't matter what it is, where you lose track of time, yes. hold on to that. Make yeah. space for that. Like that's that's like true flow space. Yes. Flow state, but also space. But make space for it. Yeah. Um, but okay, so tell us how you came about this like I'm going to create a daily pleasure practice because I really associate that word with you. You're someone that's like really – I don't know, put, put it in like bold in my life that I'm like, I really need to go there. Yeah. So how did you... This is actually something I feel like I've never really been asked, but I think that like other aside from the fact that I think I've always been innately kind of drawn to this and I feel like I was raised by people who kind of instilled this within me, I had a really distinct period of my life where I wasn't following my pleasure, mm. where I feel like I was just in the crowd I was kind of doing what everybody else was doing to fit in. I was the definition of a people pleaser and just trying to kind of, it felt like I wasn't making decisions out of my own knowing. Like I felt like I was, it was always there, but there was a moment where that went dark. And I think I just kind of, as I continued to do the work and explore that because it led me kind of to this place where I was just like not feeling so fulfilled. Um, and once I started unpacking that, I realized that what was missing was that like amazing sparkle of getting lost in play. You know, I was doing a lot of inner child work. Mm-hmm. I was unpacking what that meant for me. And I was like, wow, there, I had this free spirited nature as a kid. Like I was out in the, I grew up outside, like the woods were across the street from me. Like we'd be like, we'd gather all our neighbor friends and we'd be like, okay, we're out. And we'd lo- again, lose track of time. We'd be out playing and building mm-hmm. like fairy houses all day. And then like <laughs> growing up, it was just, it was so magical. And like I, a lot of my spirituality is like linked to that time actually, just like that magic of nature. And just like, I, I mean, <laughs> like I literally, like all my angels were around me so potently then. Mm-hmm. And I think I, like, as I've come back to that more and more, I realized it was so linked to that inner child space. And um, yeah. And then I think it, it was just this slow unraveling of like, okay, well, what do I actually want to do? Who do I actually want to be? A big thing for me when I moved here Growing up, I really loved to be outside and, like, play tennis. Hadn't picked up a tennis racket in, like, 15 years. Found a clinic down the street, like, from me. And I now play, like, twice a week in Griffith Park in these canyons. And that is, like, mm. one of the richest pleasure practices for me because I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm outside. I'm taking in this beautiful landscape. I'm making community. I'm building friendships. Um, and so, to me, that's kind of, like, where I feel like I kind of began with it was that exploration of inner child. But I... I have to say, I have now been tapping into this very interesting concept, which I've kind of coined as my wiser self. Mm. So I feel like it kind of transitions from like doing a lot of, I still talk to my inner child a lot and do a lot of work in that capacity, but um, my wiser self is really cool. I love like, that. Tell tell us more. She, she I, I associate your, your wiser self kind of to like the higher self, that mm. like divinity within you, that version of yourself. You're like, oh oh my God, I see her so clearly like 10 years from now, this is her, this is what she's doing. And to me, connecting to that is a huge part of my manifestation process because I'm like, who is she? Who is she in three months? Who is she now? Who is she today? And like operating out of that really deep knowing system because that like allows me to step into my power. And I pull a lot of that from my own like sexual energy. Mm. Um, I know we're like kind of covering a lot of ground here, but it's literally outpouring for me. I feel like 
a big thing for me growing up was I, I, I'm very cis presenting and um, I grew up in a world where I was just a lot of us where I was just like oh I am a girl I like date guys I guess like this is my path and I didn't realize like what's so cool about this new generation now is like it's so fluid there's so many options but I feel like I was never given the permission to really explore my identity and for me like my process of connecting to my gender expression, my sexual expression, all of those things comes out of my higher self. Mm. And she gets to do whatever she wants to do. Like if she wants to like dress a little more mask one day, that's what we're doing. If I want to be like a feminine little fairy princess, like that's what I'm doing. And I think like that's where the freedom of it has come for me, has like been this sense of play, this like deep desire that I've connected to and like kind of, I've tethered myself to my higher self being like, okay, like this is where we're going. You know? I, I'm i like, yes. What did I just, like that just poured out of I me. love I it. Swear. <laughs> I swear. I, I was like tracking. You're like, sorry, I'm going a lot of places. I'm like, please don't stop. <laughs> Literally don't stop. <laughs> don't stop talking because 100%, I do a similar practice like higher self. I, I've played with a lot of, I always say like the highest, what would the highest version of AG do whenever I'm kind of like giving it a personification. I also do have like, some like I'll like name her something but I always like kind of keep that private it's from a book that I read the alter ego effect it's like really about like personifying this version of self Mm. and she is like fearless she is fearless she's fierce and so I kind of keep it like private so I as you should yeah so to everyone else I say higher self but I will sometimes really give myself like a personification kind of name her and really create this like identity and this person I'm like if I'm having a moment where I'm bobbling it could be in any aspect of my life if I'm feeling nervous or anxious or whatever I'm like no yep what would she do exactly what would she do 100% I do the same thing I'm like okay who is that really like electric version of myself Mm -hmm. and like let's attach to her you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. sometimes you need to like you're just like okay we got to go this way because there's no room to like look back right now like we got to step into this version of self and and it works for me every single time like I could be like in a silly scenario where like I wake up in the middle of the night and I like hear a rustling outside I'm like what was that like you know and it's like the rain you know but it's something random like you you just wake up in the middle of the night like oh and then I'm like no I'm fearless. Yeah. And then I go back to sleep. It's like, and it works for me every single time because I'm like, I'm being a silly Billy right now. 100%. Yeah. It just lets you like recalibrate really quickly. I had a similar experience where I don't know why I was like sitting downstairs and meditating and I was like, I feel some weird energetics. And I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) No cares. Anyways, let's seal that up. Like good vibes. Yeah. (laughs) It's like. Well, and that's the funny thing too. Whenever I talk about like energy and and if you ever get like scared or nervous, it's like, we are so in control. We make all the rules. 100%. We make all the rules. We make all the rules. Like if there, if you ever feel like a funny energy or something, I'm literally like, Hey, skittily dat out of here. Yeah. Not welcome here. That's how it works. You know, they're, um, everything in the. (laughs) Skittily dat. Yeah. Goodbye. Everything. I love your twang, by the way. (laughs) I love it. It's my favorite part. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, but everything in the spirit world operates off of intention or invitation or, you know, whatever. So to me, it's just very, even that I, I am trying to take a more of a playful approach. Like there are, when you're doing readings, I mean, you just never know what's going to come up. But now I'm like, I feel so safe because like, I know I make all the rules and I know I'm like channeling this like fearless AG energy. Yes. Because like my whole role is like creating a safe space for others, you know? And and also a a space to play for you and for your community to play. Yeah. And like I, we were t- again, we were talking about this off air, but like I, especially when it comes down to content creation, I'm like, let's play. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but let's just like have fun with it. Let's mm-hmm. experiment. Let's see where this goes. We'll throw spaghetti at the wall. Like we're having fun. We're not taking ourselves too seriously. And so I think that's like 
a great kind of it, the 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 concept of play really goes into all those different categories. Yes. Well, and it's something too that we've gotten so far away from. Uh, producer Courtney was talking about her daughter's three, and she's like, "Oh, just like watching her play and like doing all these things, and it's just such a, so magical." Yeah. And I, she was asking me, she's like, "Well, what are some of your hobbies? Like, you know, now that you're in Florida and you have like more time, like outside of work." And I was like, "Oh my, like as an adult, we forget how to play." Yes, one hundred. Like if someone's like, "Let's play right now," you're by yourself. It's like I'd be like, um. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like you get away from it yes. as you get older and it's like I think the biggest piece of connecting to our pleasure practice is also connecting to what we love to do as a kid 100% yes it's like like literally bring out the crayons and the watercolors like whatever just go for, for it, it. Like, we were never supposed to stop yeah like, why did we stop exactly <laughs> I remember so vividly like I was such a late bloomer I really didn't want to not be a kid mm. I remember that I remember so much being like I love playing so much and mm. so I can tell and like my little soul is just like she wants that so badly but you know what's really beautiful is that that's when I think children are divinely planted into our life because we become parents and then you're like you play with this child again and you remember what it's like to play it's like everything is like kind of this lesson at this time in our life but even if you know there are people who aren't interested in having children or maybe don't even you know a niece and nephew it's just it's a it's a beautiful reminder of this like childhood innocence that's in all of us 100 and it wants to play she wants to play she she, let me run let me run (laughs) um i i wanted to say too because i don't want to forget this um i did I've been very into cycle syncing and on my podcast, I Mm -hmm. interviewed Sam Doyle who does cycle syncing and she introduced this concept of creating a monthly archetype around her cycle. And I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Let me run with it. And um, I kind of like have taken her process and adopted it a bit into my own process because I'm a list girly. I like to put things down on paper. I like to mood board. I'm very visual. I think Sam was kind of just like, I pick a word for who I am embodying for the month and I run with it. And I was like, Ooh, let me take that and like give it a little more juice. So, um, love, love it. So, I've really taken this concept and I kind of want to share this with AG University as like a really fun tip. If you, and you don't have to have a cycle if you to do this process, though it was just introduced through cycle syncing. I think any gender, any bodied person can do this, but it's really just at the top of every month picking and identifying with who your wiser self is that month. Who is AG going to be stepping into this month? And I like it in a monthly cadence because I like to kind of think of like all the things that are coming up for me or the things that I'm excited to do. And it comes down, this is where I think it, it can come down into all the ways that you can tick off your pleasure practice and see what works for you and what you want to actually like get to feel, to, to get your juices going. Um, but I'll use an example. This month I chose, I think my word, oh, I'll use last month. Um, My word was vibrant, easeful lover. Mm. Um, It was February. It was just like the month of love. And I just was really feeling this ease and vibrancy. I was like, I'm ready for like color. I'm ready for just this new like springy energy that's emerging. So to me that played out in all capacities and like what I was wearing, like the things I was up to. I was like, okay, I want to go on a date and specifically go see like the super bloom that's happening Mm. here in California. Like all the colors and the flowers because it's been raining so much or, you know, I want to go make sure I'm getting outside in this capacity or, um, you know, this is how I want to show up online doing stuff for like more work related things. And so I feel like that process when you kind of can like pick a word, embody it, you can make a mood board around it, a little checklist, you can 
like make it part of your manifestation process like that is so much fun because it's not like oh you know then you have kind of a way to look back on things where if you're asking yourself what is one thing I want to do for myself today like you can go back to your lists and you can be like oh yeah that feels like really fitting today I'm gonna embody that I am obsessed. I feel like I've kind of done that a little bit recently with clothing though. Yes. Like I'm like, what's my vibe for the next few months? Like what's my LA vibe for this trip? Like who am I in this season? And I'll write out a few words. It's like fun, colorful, funky, fresh, confident, you know. Like a nail color makes the whole thing too for me. (laughs) Oh no. I, I go to the nail salon and I literally like program and infuse intention into the nail color. I'm like, as I put this purple on my nails, yes. I am regal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. this is a royalty purple. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, like I program and put intention into literally everything. Yes. Yeah. But I'm like nail color, it's picked out. Usually I'll be like, Austin, think of a color. And he's like, he said purple. And I was like, I was thinking purple too. <laughs> All right, it's purple. <laughs> you know, like I always like to make it a little game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but infusing, you know, just some some words into, I love that, a monthly archetype mm-hmm. into even our clothes. You could do yes. a little mood board with like how you want to dress and yes. show up. AG, it is so much fun. I like, I'm on Pinterest for like a good like two hours. Like this is where you get lost in the flow. Yes. Because you're like, oh, okay. Oh my God, this is it. And you know what I actually do? I mood board first, then I pick the word. So I'm like just pulling, I'm I'm easefully just going through whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. And I'm pinning and it's all going in a little area. And then I look at it all together and I'm like, oh, oh, it's so clear to me. This is it. You know, mm-hmm. this is the energy. And so... I like that you, you know, label it later because you're like, let's take the pressure off. Let's yes. just see what I'm drawn to. Yes. And that's just kind of that natural attraction piece. I feel that way about because I, I know we're going to talk more about sex, but like I, I genuinely try to think of the attraction, like a literal sexual energy, a sexual attraction to all aspects of my life. Mm. Like I am, I want to be like lit up, juicy, attracted to like what I'm making for lunch. Like does it look delicious? You know, like for real, is it yummy? Is it colorful? Is it orgasmic? Yes. Like literally living orgasmically. I, I want to get that tattooed on my arm. (laughs) Courtney, stop the film. (laughs) I've got to go into the parlor. Living orgasmically (laughs) is getting tattooed on my body because that's what I want. Like, and, and, and we were talking about this off mic is that I feel like it took me until my late, I mean, I'm 29, I'll be 30 in July and I'm just now in a place of really integrating pleasure more just like freely, one, in my sex life, but two, in just in every single area of your mm-hmm. life. But I do think there is a beautiful kind of symbiotic relationship that I am, 100%. that I am really like in this energy of like playing and trying new things sexually, but also that's spilling out into the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, there is, a, there's a yeah, tango there. Absolutely. Because I think like, like the biggest disservice that I think like our sex education system has done on us. And like a lot of our messaging around sex is just being like, A, this is what it looks like. And this is the only way it looks. B, like you should just know. Like you should just know how to get there. You should know how it works. You should know how to have hot sex. You should you should know how to make really good relationships. And like we haven't even foundationally taught ourselves how to get there. And I think the recipe of getting there is learning how to experiment that in your within your everyday life. Like you said, that tango. Because the second you get the second you start reframing, you know, your the way you're cooking, the way you're going to the farmer's market, like smelling a tomato, like mm. you know, really bringing in all of the sensations, that's going to play out into your intimacy and like the richness and depth of your relationships. So to me, they are so intertwined. In fact, I see it as like the first step to getting like into that more I I say advanced space because I think I like, 
I, I want people to not feel intimidated, but I also like think that it is something that we have to gradually like ease into to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Again, like a lot of like companies who are, I love, love a good sex toy company. Um, but a lot of people are kind of just like buy a vibrator and you're like, wait, ah, how do I get comfortable with the idea of masturbation? You know what I mean? Yeah, right, so right. it's like, like let's ease us in. And, but a lot of what we're getting is just like, you should be this way. You should already know what you're doing. Um, but let's backtrack and begin to explore what that actually means for us in our own authenticity mm-hmm. because it's so authentic. It is not a prescribed thing and it takes exploration and time. So I'm, I'm loving this. Yes. You're on to something. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm on to something. I feel it. And, and I, I, I was like, wow, I can't believe this has taken me all of my 20s, but a lot of my early 20s was just like, flings or casual or like whatever and obviously I'm now like a very much more spiritual person Mm -hmm. so I to me I see it through such a spiritual lens even though it's not like Austin and I have like a like a spiritual ritual before we have sex or anything yeah but like for me you know it's It's spiritual it's a deep connection it has depth where like maybe when you're experimenting in your 20s you're like yeah I don't know this is meaningless yeah (laughs) yeah I know and then I I go back and I like cringe because I'm like of course, every scenario was consensual, but it's maybe like not someone that I wanted to truly have access to me yeah, and my exactly. body. Yes. And so I think that when you are ready to step into this area of play, one, obviously, if you're not in partnership, which is totally fine, you can anybody can play, starting with feeling safe with self, exploring pleasure with self. But yep. then also there's that piece of really feeling safe in a relationship yeah. to play. You know, yep. that that's one of the foundation the foundational needs I feel like when it comes to exploring your just relationship with sex yeah because I think that a lot of people get even to like they're 30 and they're like I've kind of had a weird relationship with sex Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know Mm -hmm. yeah have you experienced that I think well it's interesting because I actually think again kind of going back to my upbringing I had a very unique upbringing where my parents are European so the dialogue of sex is pretty open Mm -hmm. and like I knew it was a thing and my parents were having it but it wasn't like (laughs) shameful to me but the messaging I got in the U.S. like growing up like here in the states was so hardcore shame driven that I was just like ah but I kind of had like my parents to look to to be like nah I think this is okay so I (laughs) I don't know if I had that same shame but I for certain thought that I had to give pleasure in order to receive like I thought like the way and I think a lot of like specifically women who are conditioned around sex believe that they have to give and give and give and like think of the first things you look up you're like how to give a blowjob or like like Cosmo was telling us like all these things like how to blank for someone else and it didn't start with ourselves Mm -hmm. and so like I loved what you said about like like exploring play within you because that also rings true for solo play and like how you get yourself off and I think a lot of people especially when they enter partnership are like oh I guess this is like not a thing maybe I'm not supposed to like masturbate or get off on my own but solo play is almost integral to like our health it's it I look at it as like a literally a different meal like it's a snack versus dinner or like (laughs) not not to put even a hierarchy on proportion sizes but it's just like one (laughs) snack versus versus another snack you know what I mean like it's just like and I don't know like I they just they they itch different scratches <laughs> yeah I like it no and I think that there are a lot of people that think like oh if you're in a relationship and you're like doing any type of solo pleasure practice like something's wrong or yeah. like whatever it's like I I for a while before I started dating Austin was really into like sex magic and yeah, yeah kind of doing like 
um, medi- man- like manifesting meditations, like mm-hmm. by integrating pleasure. Cause if you think about it, manifestation loves movement and it loves pleasure. Yep. That's when pl- the word pleasure actually was what I was learning in the reading today is when we tap into the energy of pleasure, it's actually when we're most ta- tapped in to kind of these like divine realms. Wow. See, I need to like get into this more. Yeah. I'm like ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're already kind of operating there just super intuitively. Okay. You're just like in it. <laughs> but when, when we are like channeling these emotions of like pleasure, which it, it doesn't always have to be sexual. Like we said, it could be any type, but the word pleasure opens up this this kind of channel of just really cosmic beautiful energy in a really safe yummy way that could however that looks for you and your spiritual practice but combining all the energy is a really powerful place with manifesting and I I don't know so but anyways I went through a phase where I was getting all of this PR, like sex PR Ooh. to my house. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was random. It was like the universe was just sending me all of the, these like sex toys and I was getting sex partnerships. And I also had just gotten my IUD out. I think I maybe already told you that when I was on your podcast. I can't remember. But I can't remember. I felt like my IUD had like plugged my sexual energy for like a year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was just like, I was just like about to Austin watch out. Like I'm like an animal. <laughs> you know, I'm he's like, I'm scared. <laughs> You're scaring me. It's like so, like I was just like, we were like a football game, like in public in like the least sexy setting. I'm like, oh, where did just, it go? <laughs> would have sex without porta potty right now that's disgusting you know what i mean yes. i was you're just like you're ready yeah, but i do feel like it was just this plug in my sexual yeah. energy well anyways i feel like the universe was just sending us at this time all of these like sex toys and things it was so random that's so fun i yeah i wasn't like i guess the universe just knew i was putting out the vibes yeah literally the vibes and so um <laughs> anyways but i it was the first time that really opened up the dialogue for you know me and austin to talk about like solo play versus integrating sex toys into our sexual relationship and and that was something that was just so, I don't know, not so much new for him, but I think talking about it in like a really healthy way versus just always talking about it in a sexy way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally having like, like a performative way versus like, no, can we actually talk about this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you, like, what do you actually need? Like, mm-hmm. what do I actually need? Yeah. Like, what do I actually like about sex? And like being specific yes. about it. And I, and that's still a journey. Like we're still like, it's, we haven't been together for, we've only been together a year and a half. Yeah. And I think like, I will, what, where I think Austin's coming from. And I think a lot of people come from, I've been in this position before is like this idea idea that you think sex needs to be spontaneous again back to like our conditioning and like how we were raised around things and the movies like we see sex just suddenly it's like penetration you're like (laughs) okay like we're there um but like I think like we we don't have like we we have this expectation expectation that we think things should be spontaneous um and the truth of the matter is that maybe they can be, but after, especially if you're in a partnership for a long time, like the spontaneity just doesn't become as spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Like things become a little bit more mundane and it's not in a bad way. I actually think like that's where the depth and the evolution of your sex comes in because you can go like that step deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to hang on that surface. So I see it as like a beautiful, almost like welcoming, like welcome to this part of your sex life that you're ready to like dive into so I don't blame him for being there because I think we've all been there in some capacity but um I think that I like to create almost like a framework of like planned spontaneity sometimes Mm -hmm. so if you are in a position where you're like wanting you know maybe things have gotten a little bit more mundane you're wanting more spontaneity like maybe open up like and 
have like a Friday night where you have a hot date night, but like you don't plan the date. You're just like, okay, we'll leave it like open to like the spontaneity. So creating, that was an interesting uh, like example there. But I think like just creating a bit of a framework for you to be like, we want to do this. We haven't made a lot of time for this. Let's like create space, but not like regiment it. Just be like, oh, we know that we're going to connect at this time. um, And let's keep that open. But when it comes down to talking about sex, I actually always say a great time to talk about sex is after you've had sex. Because your feel-good chemicals are riding high. You're pumping serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine. Like you're just like in that afterglow of everything. And I think that is a great time for, especially for people who like aren't as accustomed to talking about sex where you can just be like, hey, how was that? Like, did that feel good? You know, you get to kind of recap it. You're like in that snuggle time. You get to like just enjoy each other's company. And then you get to be like, would you have done anything differently? Did you like it when I did this? Like, I still do this to this day with my partner. Like if I do something new, I'm like, did you like that? And he'll be like, eh. Or he'll be like, yeah, 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 do more of that. (laughs) Um, So I'm like, okay, great. Like noted, that's now in my toolkit, right? Right. And I can like riff off that at some point. Um, But this is also a good time to express any sort of fantasies. So if you are someone who's like maybe wanting to bring toys in, you'd be like, I have been really intrigued about bringing like this plug in, I don't know, whatever you're wanting to do. Like, would you be interested? And they'd be like, huh, I've never really thought of it. Maybe. But like allowing things to be open. And I always say too, like, don't feel like you need to like come to a solution right then and there. Like a lot of times bigger conversations take time. And like we... We all know the situation where you're like talking to someone, especially a partner, and like things sometimes spiral out because you're just like not getting to a conclusion, but you're like attached to like figuring it out. And it's just like this looping spiral. And it's like, wait, we don't actually need to go there. We can put a pin in it. You know, maybe if they are uncomfortable, you could be like, that's okay. I just wanted to throw it out there. Like, let's talk about it later. Like, we can revisit it. We don't need to like talk about it anymore. So I think just like giving outs, leading with vulnerability um, is just like a really great place to start. And just test the waters, dip your toes in. Yeah. Gosh, you, I'm like, I would just love to be able to fly on a wall with like how you and your partner talk about this. Like not in, not in the yeah. time after y'all have had sex. I don't want to be there for that. But I, I do. We're like, AG, come on in now. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready. But I just, I do, I think it is so intriguing how people have like to, to witness a true healthy sexual dialogue that's not always... I think at the beginning of every relationship, there's like the performative. There's layers. Yeah. There's, there's the performative. Layers. It's like when you're kind of like really trying. Wooing yeah, someone. you're wooing. Yeah, you're like I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're like popping off nudes. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like in lingerie. Like they're like you're like they're they're away. You're like doing all these things, and then you know, and then it's like oh, then you live together, and then it's like a new phase, mm-hmm. and then it's like each phase it's like oh then you've been together for five years then you've been mm-hmm. together for ten years now you have kids like okay now we have other people in the space like now you've got a schedule and I like what you said about it doesn't always have to be spontaneous that is like the biggest hang up that I feel every male yes in my life it's always like not not even really Austin just I feel like men in general that I've been with it's yeah. just like it's like gotta be like spontaneous and yeah. it's like spur of the moment and you're also like sometimes you're like whoa you just like whip that thing out of nowhere <laughs> like you just caught me so off guard yeah like I'm like I kind I of have a face mask on <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, just did a whole skincare routine. Really whip that thing out. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, no, I'm like, I'm a woman. Like, I want to be like gently stroked yes. and like patted and like held and snuggled. Yes. And like, you know, like that's how, that's, that's a need for me. Yeah. And, but a lot of people don't even, 
I don't even know if they get into like the the approach of it. So yes, and female bodied like individuals when it comes to orgasm, like genuinely just are is a slower approach. It's a slow build. Like you want more kind of like time and cues and to let it sink in. Like to have like a really powerful orgasm. Like it takes time. It's not like bang bang done. Whoa! Like you need time. <laughs> you know. And so I love also the idea of I'm reading Atomic Habits right now, and it's like oh, love. it's so good, so good. Um, and I'm like reading it and I'm like da, 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 da. and then I'm like oh my god this applies to sex in so many categories but <gasps> oh I love that take on it I love the idea of like um so in the book they talk about like there's a lot of tips around building habits one of which is like creating a cue so that you can do something that you want to do so like for example if you want to go to the gym in the morning it's like the night before you like set out your gym clothes your sneakers everything your gym bags ready to go so it's like the cue is there you wake up it's ready there's no decision making to be done the decision has been made you just you got to follow the steps Mm -hmm. and so I was like wow this is really interesting I think we could benefit from having more cues around sex um, and intimacy in all different categories like if you're wanting to kind of let your partner know like first off I think it's really cute when you text your partner whoever you're dating like midday and you're like hey do you want to like play or get it on later like would love to like looking forward to it like kind of just like wink wink um that's a really fun way to do it but also just like even if you're wanting to get way more playful be spontaneous like ag the hottest thing is like just putting like a little piece of lingerie on the bed once it's like made just like midday (laughs) sprinkling it in there just like I swear, Austin's going to walk by and be like, oh, okay. So you queued it up. Like, you're like literally lobbing it up for someone to make a goal. You're like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, sports reference. Sports reference. Always. <laughs> no, but I, I, I actually think that's the key piece is that everybody wants to explore their sex life or however that looks with whatever partner they have. But just because... Obviously, Austin is man. I think men really like specific details or yes. instructions. Like, like they want to know. And I yeah. think if you're in a healthy partnership, they they want to meet your needs. Yes, they do. But you know, Austin will literally be like, sometimes you have to like literally tell me specifically. Like, and yeah. and that was a that was when we played. Um, like I think it was like we we're not really strangers or some type. I mean, I'm always like, oh, I I'm love always, that game. Yeah, that they have like a new sex one. I would highly recommend. Okay, that for so good guys. I haven't played the sex version, but I think just I've put, done their average one. Yes, yeah. me too. Um, and I've done the relationship one, but it's really like questions. Austin and I were like, okay, like how many times a week do I actually want to have sex? Like yes, how many I remember that question. You you have to ask the other person how yes. many do you think you want or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was one that I was like, first of all, that's an inconsistent number for me. Like yeah. some weeks I really want to have sex multiple times a week and then some weeks I don't have sex at all. Yeah. Like it I mean it looks very it different. Ebbs and, flows. and also like we travel or we're apart or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both kind of have a baseline of what we're like, okay, this is what we need to feel like connected connected yeah you know and um the other one was a good question to go ahead and just like ask your partner is um like what time of day do you like to have sex the most mm-hmm. you know like I, I feel like men may or I don't know maybe it's speaking from my experience but are drawn more towards like the morning time yeah. or like wake up time and for me it's like sometimes after I've eaten like a full meal at dinner like not feeling particularly sexy you know yes so, like, even talking about like the time of I'm like 100% super full belly not the sexiest yes. but, like did I, did I tell you this story before no okay so my partner and I um we <laughs> we when we lived in New York we would have like Friday night date night and we lived right by Nolita which is like Italian food galore this is literally before 
my partner realized he has a gluten allergy. Oh, no. So Friday nights, he'd be like gluttonous, like eating pasta, slurping it up. It would be so good. <laughs> we'd be so full, end of the work week. And then we'd like try to be intimate. But we would never meet. Like like someone, he would be violently uncomfortable. <laughs> I would, da, da, da. I would be like, like just it, like the carb load plus a full week, work week of stress. I just would want to like go to bed and knock out. And like we both wanted to connect, but we were missing each other. So I think... I think it's like like what you're saying like understand where you're missing each other but like where you have overlap and where you can meet and like make something really work you know <laughs> like yeah. maybe friday night after like pasta is not the best time to connect <laughs> like no one's feeling that hot and heavy no <laughs> i'm like what am i feeling right now not sexy not sexy <laughs> certainly not 100 percent. when it comes to also like it was kind of on along the lines of giving cues i think that especially in longer term partnership and i feel like we should give some maybe some advice for newer relationships too because I don't want to ignore you guys but I think that when it comes to partnerships a lot of people sometimes feel resentment because they're not getting their like specific needs needs met but they're also not articulating it like they're not being like I specifically need you to like give me a hug now or like I don't know what it is like whatever it might be I need you to cuddle me to feel good I need like some words of affirmation I want you to bring like little gifts for me like kind of going back to the love languages and I think an exercise I've been practicing too is yes vocalizing my needs because I think that's really important like step one communicate what you need be very clear about it but also be willing to be the person who is also giving like I think we sometimes forget that we're like oh I'm not getting my needs met like dumb like my humbug like I'm not mm-hmm. like er and I think it comes down to also being the one who's willing to be like, oh, how can I facilitate my partner's needs? Like, what do they like? Do they appreciate when I bring home like this from the grocery store? Do they appreciate like really like attentive? My partner's like really, really likes like full attention. So like me being like zoomed in on my phone is like the worst for him. So like I try to make sure to be like, look, I'm like boundaried on my phone right now, just getting a few things done, not ignoring you. But like, give me 10 minutes let's go on a walk like I've got you like we're gonna debrief the day and like connect you know so I think like being willing to like express your needs your boundaries but also like be willing to give too. like be the one who's like make the first move (laughs) yes yes I want to talk about I'm putting a pin and making the first move because I also want to I feel like you're like calling me out because I can be that way about <laughs> resenting people and not only in like a just partner of like letting my cup just be like bone ash dry and then like resenting someone else for being just like absolutely, you know, <laughs> but I should have set the boundary, you know, yes. I set the tone. Like I cannot resent anyone because like I know I'm running on E. They don't know I'm running on E. Yeah. Like I, I am in control of this yeah. and I've gotten much, much better, but I can relate to that version of self. And this is like an, this is like a very small example, but I just want to, to, maybe this will help someone as to how specific some situation needs to be. So I had a situation like two weeks ago where I was just having like a really, it was a tough week. It was a, it was a hard week. I I don't have as much like community, you know, I'm still building it in Jacksonville. So it's like, there's kind of a lot of pressure on Austin for him to like meet a lot of needs. And so I, I try to, you know, be gentle in what I'm asking of him and like realistic because I know he's got a full plate too and yeah. a lot of things going on. So, you know, it, it's been like a recalibration 
And I am a little bit of a recovered people pleaser where I want to be like, I'm an independent woman. I don't need anything. Maybe yeah. I can take care of myself. No, no, no. <laughs> so I, I kind of have this breakdown. I'm like crying to Austin. I'm like, I am in a needier phase of life right now than probably when we first started dating because I was like very busy. And like now you're like the only support system I have. Yeah. So I am in a needier phase of life, which I relate to this is, is really, first of all, it's okay. We can, we can go through phases where we need more. Mm-hmm. Your partner will go through a Hands phase down. where they need more. Hands down. And so that was one thing that I kind of had to swallow. Like, I feel a little needy right now, and that feels really kind of scary and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially as, like, a hyper-independent. Oh. Mm, and then you're like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and just being like, I really just – so we kind of have this we have this breakdown. We have this conversation. And Austin, he is like, I will do whatever you need. I mean, he's a freaking gem. We, we love him. <laughs> we love a supportive king. But here's where I messed up. So we go to bed. Wake up in the morning. It's Sunday which is like a day where we don't have to like jump out of bed and like do all the things. Um, but you know, like Zane's like up making breakfast and like whatever. And Austin, he like gets up and like goes out of the room, like gets on Instagram on his phone and like starts whatever. Where in my mind, I had just expressed him the night before that I was like needing more of you. And then he kind of like got up and started the day really quick. But and I told him, I was like, wait, come like, ah, where'd yeah, you go? Yeah. Like, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I've recovered, but I'm still like tender. I'm, I'm tender. Yeah. And I just like kind of need to be pet a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know, <laughs> like I just like need to be like my love, like just very much a physical touch. Yeah. And so I got kind of upset because I was like, ah, me. and he's like, you, if you wanted me to lay in bed with you for an extra hour, I like, I, I would, I would hold you. I would do whatever, but you did not tell me that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how specific, Yeah. like you should have been like, Hey, let's sleep in tomorrow and like lay in bed and like play with my hair and like yeah. pet me and like tell me I'm pretty, you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. it doesn't have to be like sex so much for no, like, no, no intimacy. intimacy is not always sex. That it's was a big not, one. Yes. It's not always sex. It's not always sex. Like <laughs> you petting or massaging me, like it doesn't need to lead to sex. Like right. let's just enjoy each other's like connection and then move on. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that like no, dynamic. I love it. Because it's like, that's how detailed it's like, okay, if you're in this place of like, I am needing something really like saying, okay, like what exactly, what are the next three steps? Mm-hmm. Because that's where I've messed up being like, I need more of you. And he's like, okay, I'm here. But yeah. Like baby, tell me what, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like literally, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And I'll do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and that kind of reflects back to me is that maybe I have a little difficult time expressing those needs so specifically. Cause sometimes I'm just like, I need you. And he's like, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Cause it's not always sex. It's yeah. not that it's yeah. like something else. Mm-hmm. So one being very specific with the needs and also two being I don't want to say like brave. That's not the right word, but like being bold and like making the first move. Yeah, vulnerable. Like leading with vulnerability. Yeah, Yeah, because I do think that is maybe in my experience, I don't want to speak for everyone, but there is this like female energy of like the guy always needs to make approach me Mm -hmm. or like he needs to initiate sex or initiate Mm -hmm. date or initiate intimacy. Whereas I've really gotten away from that. Yes. And also that women, we like, we deserve pleasure equally. Like it's supposed to be like a pleasurable experience and like prioritizing our pleasure actually. Like I'm like over, not over your partners, but like making them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Well, first it's like a co-creative experience. Yes. Co-creation. Like it is like, it's, it's equally coming from you as it is coming from them, but it's not giving someone else the power. Like you have the keys, you know, you can give the keys to someone else to explore and experiment, but like you're the beholder, like you have all of the tools within you. And honestly, I think this is where we have so, so much to like, 
give thanks to especially like any like queer communities which is where they have really been the ones who've been like no like sex doesn't always need to look like this this is also sex sex is also this intimacy is also this and um you know kind of breaking down the confines of like the gender roles really like what a lot of society has told us um is supposed to be the way and um there is freedom in kind of questioning that and realizing okay you know what maybe maybe my partner does like to be the one who kind of is like in command um I'll give that to them sometimes but that is not my answer that might be fulfilling to them in some way maybe it like is fulfilling to me in other ways but it is not the whole picture it is a piece of the puzzle you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and letting it look I you know I, there was there was someone that I followed who I th- there's a book out there. It's called Sex Every Day or something. I'm probably botching this, but she was, it was a podcaster I was listening to about cycle singing. And she's like, we've been doing sex every day. And I, for a second, I was like, are, is this girl meaning to tell me that are they have, she she's literally sex, sex every, every day? day? Because like that sounds, that to me starts that's feeling harsh. like, that feels like that's starting to sound like a chore, like mm-hmm. something I have to check off my list. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like, uh, see, and I like, I kind of like, like, I like, that's a to do. That feels like a to do <laughs> if you're like committing to it every single day. And I, I really like, I, I even love like when I try, like I love like creating a little tension, you yeah. know, like I love like some lust, a little desire. Oh, like we all do. Novelty, yeah. novelty, yeah. guys. Novelty. Like when it becomes every day, I'm like, hmm, that feels like it's losing its luster a yeah. little. Yeah. But um, it actually is a book all about, and I don't know if that's the title of the book, you guys. I could be watching that. But the concept, <laughs> this is concept of sex every day is actually just exploring in a sexual intimacy way, which it could be this sex could actually just be like cuddling yeah. or like doing something and like yeah. a kind of creating a space for like sexual intimacy to look any type of way. Yes. It could be I love like, it. let's just make out. Like yeah. when was the last time you like made out? I literally told my partner this the other day. He's like not super big on making out. I'm like, please. Like I was like literally coming on to him. I was like, okay, this is not cute. Maybe we need to like revisit this and I'll just let you know. And on a side note, let's make out sometimes. Maybe I won't like just attack you and you're just like, I'm literally eating like a cracker. Like, I don't know, you know. <laughs> he's like mm, no that's how I was when I was in like a major sex phase um like hormones are recalibrating I was just like all the time wanting to have sex Austin's like on a zoom call he's like I mean do I need to like shut it down for the day like yeah, yeah. like where are we at it's like kind of like this is kind of a weird timing yeah. I'm just like no it's okay I respect like I, I respect where you're at yeah and I think I think that's kind of the last like note that I want to like bring up is like tr- is you and your partner are not always going to be 100% on the same, like, wavelength no, sexually. No, no, no. And, like, that's okay. Yeah. And, well, you kind of just, like... Yeah, we got to debunk this. Okay. So, like, everybody's always talking about, like, having matched libidos or, like, mismatched libidos. And there's, like, a lot of talk on the town about this. <laughs> and, like, I'm just going to, like, a very hot take. Like, I don't really believe in any of that. Like, libido is not something that should be matched or unmatched. Like, it just libido just is like desire your drive for desire whatever that might be it just like is and it ebbs and flows i was literally about to say and it ebbs and flows mm-hmm. it looks so different week to week day to day month to month yes. like sometimes i'm in like a real sex just sex era yeah. sometimes i'm just in a flop era <laughs> I, know. I don't know <laughs> i no same like i have literally had like weeks where i'm just like dang i'm not in the mood like and it's just not happening and we're not meeting each other where we're at but then i know like 
uh, like it's gonna come back and like just having grace for yourself in that time period I know a lot of people write in to me and they're like I'm on like new medications it's suppressing my libido I'm like okay this is actually a really good time to rewrite like your sex script which came that that term is from Dr. Ian Kerner he's an amazing sex therapist which is really about redefining what sex means for you in this current season of life Mm. right and Mm -hmm. it's like co-creating that with somebody and being like okay like what's turning us on right now what do we want to experiment with and like not looking at sex as this one thing that you learned once and that's how it's done right I think that's how a lot of people look at libido they're like oh well this one thing worked out for me for like a pretty good majority of my life why is it no longer working well maybe like some things have shifted in your life have you moved have you had a big life transition have like so many things factor into our libido and so it's about kind of being like okay where am I at right now okay I'm understanding like maybe I'm a little high stress all right um how can I work on de-stressing how can I work on tapping into my pleasure more in like a really like mundane sense and how can I begin to rewrite my sex script that works for me in this moment maybe it's a little bit more solo play guys like people I'm quite a high desire partner and when I've been in seasons where it doesn't feel like we're in sync or we're needing to rewrite a sex script sometimes I'm like okay this is an assignment for me this is literally a task for me to learn how to fulfill my needs and yeah sometimes it's been frustrating being like oh I really want to connect like and I want this from you but also being like I know I see where you're at I respect where you're at I know we're gonna recalibrate and come back to where we normally are how can I give something to myself in the meantime like I I've got the tools. We all do. So I think just having grace with that, and that was a really big learning for me, I would say. Like, that was something that I feel like smacked me in the face over, especially like when everything happened with the pandemic in early 2020. Like, everyone was like, there was like a lot of headlines around like, people are buying more sex toys than ever, or like, there's a baby boom. And then other people are like, what? Like, I don't even have a sex drive. So I think a lot of people were just like hit with fight or flight. And then they're just like, ah, like your your desire is going to tell you what you need and what you want. And a lot of people were like, wait, am, are we not in the same place anymore? And so that happened to me and my partner where there was a moment where it was just like, ah, so much is happening in the world. I'm living with my parents for like two months. Ah, why am I here? I'm supposed to be living in New York as an independent woman. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's like all these things. And we had to figure out like, okay, what's our, what's our new way of connecting? And so just having grace with that, I think is so important and you're right on you you hit the nail on the head like it just it ebbs and flows it ebbs and flows and I think that so many people are afraid to talk about seasons of when you're like ooh, I'm mm-hmm. not really it's just been it's a tough so, season like you don't want to share it with people because it makes it like you don't want to look like a failure no or yeah. like something's not working out like but like these are the things ag that I feel like everybody relates to it's just the like shit we don't really want to talk about like a lot of people skirted under the rug <laughs> And I'm like, I want to lift up the rug and I want to look at it. Yeah, hello. Poor yeah. <laughs> Austin being my partner. I'm like, let's just check everything. Yeah. Let's talk about it all. Like, I want to do a body scan. Let me check in. Like, yeah. you know, and he's just like. <laughs> but I do think that there are just a lot of seasons where you're like super, you're super in sync, you're super in flow on the same wavelength and you're like stressed out and like da 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 But it's, it's having the tools and the time and the space to 
come back in and like check in and just like have better communication around it. That it's really all about like, a lack it's of communication. communication yeah. I feel like if, if people were like, oh, I feel like our sex life's like failing, da da da. I'm like, then it's, you just you can always. I really feel like you can resurrect at any point. Oh, 100%. I mean, I've been that absolutely dramatic person at times, being like, our sex life's a failure, and I podcast about this. But then I'm like, wait, what am I saying? Like, I'm just having a moment. <laughs> and also, like, can I let me just tell you where I'm at? Like, I, you know. I'm doing, a, I'm putting a lot of time and attention toward this right now. I see it's taking away from this and just throwing it out there. So like you're on the same page. Yes. You don't have to, like I said earlier, you don't have to come to a solution. Just being like, this is where I'm at. And where I'm at. Like, yeah. And leave it at that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Also too, um, I'm going to have to bring you back on because I don't want to take up too much of everyone's time, <laughs> but I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We're like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, But I, um, also another one is like, I've been, I, I think I started even getting just like more open with like talking about sex and everything when I got my ID out and started cycle tracking and cycle syncing and all of that. And so Austin now I'm always like, okay, so we're in the follicular phase. And he's like, okay, you know, he's like trying. He's like feverishly taking. (laughs) You've thrown this poor man for a loop. He's like this. He's going to have textbooks of like Akashic (laughs) records and like da da da. I'm like, I have cycle syncing. Shook in this man to his core. He was a football coach, boys, boy, bro. And now I'm like, but it was funny because I was like, okay, so this is the week where I can work out more high intensity workouts. This is a pop quiz. What phase am I in? He's like, she's in her mitochondria phase. I'm like, no, it's ovulatory but it's so close you know he always he's is like, probably bananas for you i can see him already <laughs> yeah he's just like oh, he he is eyes. you know what he's just like he's so along for the ride yeah. even if when he like doesn't even like know what the hell i'm talking about he's just like i love you i support yeah. you let's ride <laughs> um but anyways there are different times i was just kind of letting the female audience know if you're interested in cycle syncing and there are different times where like, i think the luteal phase is kind of where we experience this like this drop in hormones it's like our our sex drive kind of like she kind of cranks it down ovulation obviously we're like really cranked up that's yeah. when we're feeling like glowy dewy. so there are different parts of our cycle even even that we're like really in it to wet it or we're maybe like we're feeling what phase are you in right now i i am um i'm on my period you're on it (laughs) yeah are you ending soon no no (laughs) i'm like on day two i was like me (laughs) comes to la and like my whole like busiest week and i'm like on my period yeah anyways (laughs) so but i actually i will say getting my hormones regulated and getting the iud out i'm feeling this is like the best i've ever felt on my period like energy wise so there is something what i'm doing and in honoring this hormone journey is working yes like the PMS and the cramps and all the things that I thought were normal have been like slowly going away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, this is how people function. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh-huh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normal. It's so, it's like the, that world is amazing. We could do a whole episode. Yeah. We'll this. come back. We'll come back. But what I will say about it is that, um, when you like learn to kind of work with it, 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 it like literally unlocks almost you're like oh okay I understand this and I feel like I (laughs) I started using like a menstrual cup like a diva cup a couple years ago Mm -hmm. I swear that changed my relationship to my period because I like know how much I'm bleeding I I like this is weird but like I had never really like explored much of my anatomy in that depth before so um, like using that, I was like, oh, this is like what everything feels like and like where everything sits and like the right. angles of everything. And it was so 
amazing to connect to that. And so I just think like when you kind of crack that open, there's there's so there's just a lot of energy there. There's a lot of like really good stuff. And um, one yeah. there's a lot of stuff that we just like don't know too. Yeah. I feel like growing up, I was just so clueless. I don't use I don't use tampons anymore either because of like I've just heard so many like chemicals and different things. Mm-hmm. I've been playing. I've been doing more of like the period underwear. Yes. And just I'm I'm exploring other modalities before yeah. I can like get on and share. I'm, I've been exploring other modalities at the moment, and I'm gonna come on and do like a this is what I've learned yeah. episode. Yes, do that. It's so it the the world of it is amazing, and I think I mean I'm, I won't stand too long on my soapbox talking about birth control because I think it is amazing. The access that we have to it, if it works for you, it works for you. But for me, it didn't really work. And I found that like I functioned much better when I was off it and I felt like I could deeply connect to like my cycle and my femininity and my desires and the way that like my energy, literally like how high energy or low energy I was. And I think honestly, like even birth control in the picture, you can still work with that super well. Um, And I'm so happy that like people are talking about cycle syncing these days because like now these days when I have my period and I don't have to be on, I let myself not be on. I'm like, okay, we're we're, We're just going to have a little sweet treat. Yeah. A little cozy time. Yeah. Oh, I, I realized it. too, sorry not to cut you off, but yeah. I realized too that um, sugar, when I ha- actually eat less sugar and everything works a little differently for everyone, I've got a major sweet tooth. I love it. <laughs> um, but when I'm like not like eating as much desserts and stuff, it makes my uh, menstrual cycle a little better. Oh. It's not as crampy and uh, like. Yeah. 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 There's 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 a lot there once you like create some time and space to like actually like explore it yeah. and listen. I could go, we have to come back and do a cycle syncing episode because yeah. I, I could go more there. And we I should. And I want to bring you back. But I feel like you gave so many just good little tasty treats and tips and tricks. <laughs> also, okay, go please also pimp yourself out. Like yes. say, say all the things. So I got you a little treat. <laughs> she got me a little <laughs> gift, which I am like, okay. Um, you can't <gasps> come. Oh my gosh. Wait, I'm so <laughs> excited, you guys. She got, I'm like, this is not sponsored. She got me the Woo More Play disco stick, which I've been. <gasps> it's so pretty. It literally, can I show this on? Yeah, like, it has, please. it's a disco ball vibrator. Guys, I, I was like looking at it and I was like, a <gasps> fun thing about working in this industry is just like, I got a lot of products sent to me. And I was just like, oh my God, I was looking at this. I was like, this is AG. All the unicorns and the like, fair, like, it's so glittery and sparkly. I was like, you gotta use Thank this. Thank you so much. No, I am like jazzed for this. <laughs> She's beautiful. She's beautiful. Well, and I've been seeing this came out because I have the original. One of my one of my friends for my birthday mailed me the original Woo More Play vibrator, yes. which is great. I yeah. love those. Are the vibrators that I use those in um, shop mod. Yes, mod is mod. great. Mod, mod is, is great. great. Oh, and you got me some some moon okay, juice. Some moon juice, which I love. Okay, we've got a little ting. Uh oh. Uh oh. Sorry, I'm dropping. Oh, and sex dust. Sex dust, baby. What is the sex dust? So. It's like a bunch of adaptogens and root powders, and it is so good. I literally, I don't, do you drink coffee? Yes. Okay, I sprinkle it in my espresso every morning, and then I make, I swirl it up, and then I add ice and a little oat milk, and I make like a nice little latte. But it is great. It's great on your period. Um, But it's definitely something that needs more of like a a richer base. I would say put it in a smoothie, um, a hot chocolate, or like coffee. Yeah, because it's like a cacao maca. Mm -hmm. 
Sheila G. I love Sheila G. So good. Oh my it's gosh. Great on your period. This is the best <laughs> gift it's like a ever. Little, little sex. This is like sex a sex care package. <laughs> I come, I'm like, Austin, I'm coming home from LA, baby. <laughs> and the ting is great. That's like a nice little pick me up, like, um, which is water. It tastes so good. Mango, um, I, I say it kind of replaces that like midday caffeine fix a lot of people have. And I'm like, I mean, my ting. That's what I need. Cause I'll, I've been kind of doing kombucha, but I need to even like yeah. maybe do like this will be beautiful. Thank You're going to you love so much. Yeah. Okay. Please tell everyone all the things. Pimp yourself out. Yes. Take it away. This has been a dream. This has been a dream. Oh my God. AG, I literally, I'm so happy. I'm so happy we're connected. Um, I can be found on the Bedside Podcast. I would say, honestly, that's where you're going to get like the most authentic, great conversation. Um, I'm also on Instagram at the Bedside. And then literally, if you just head to my bio, all the links are there. The TikTok, the email newsletter, the all of the, the archetype templates. Yes. We've got a template worksheet for free. If you liked that kind of concept and you want to experiment around around with it I was actually thinking too of doing a workshop around that I'll be there tentatively I got to figure out what it is I've never really done a workshop so we'll see yeah you got it we'll see we'll see Heck yeah. um but I feel like people need a little tutorial on that so yes yeah they, we do everyone I, I'm, I'm listen I need all the tutorials I yeah. love a good tutorial yeah, yeah. Also, thank you for just being a supporter of AG University. And I'm just so excited that we got to get together IRL. I know. What a um, treat. And I'm going home with a disco ball vibrator. So <laughs> it's just like I'm winning all around. <laughs> thank you. On behalf of AG University, this conversation, I think, is going to really... Sparks are going to be flying after this. I We're going to be guys. opening up some new conversations, some new tools. Check her out, you guys. Her content is so yummy. And I love you. Thank I you. I love you. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, Age University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me, my scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.